Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica, from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hey, 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 hey. Oh my goodness. How are you? I am fucking feeling lit. Like I'm feeling so good. I've been resting. I have been resting. Who am I? (laughs) And also not resting and noticing my crazy ass and my schedule and just watching, just observing because I can't change it if I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? So I've been observing. I've been resting. I've been bleeding. I've been, you know, I've got my bleed and I have been paying a lot of attention to this one because it's been a big one. I don't know if you pay attention to your bleed, but yo, it is a game changer. Um, anyway, I'm feeling great today and I am singing to myself in my car. I'm just like living my life like it's golden, living my life. What? Like I'm just jamming with myself and I wanted to share on this topic. Today's topic is for the mamas, for the mamas or the mamas to be, because I realized, first of all, I haven't done a, a podcast about motherhood in a while. It's interesting, isn't it, how things fluctuate and change. And when you're in the thick of having new babies and toddlers and it's fucking crazy and you're just stressed out and no sleep, that's your world. And now I've moved from that world and that's not my world every day. But it doesn't mean motherhood stuff doesn't still come in. So I thought that I would share with you about trusting your mama intuition. You know, a mother's intuition is not to be fucked with. And, and it is to be trusted. We need to trust our intuition as mothers. I feel like as women, right? I feel like as people. But for sure, when it comes to your kids, like, whoo, don't mess around. Don't mess around. I want to tell you a little story. So my my two kids, my, my firstborn, Raven, you know, you're firstborn. You be doing all the stuff you don't know. You're so cautious of things. And so Raven, he was always very friendly, very people person, very like... um I want to say like independent, you know, like my little life coach. He's just like, hey, everybody, how are you? You know, very like hostess with the mostest. And so when we put him into care, he was in this little play school thing, uh, Steiner Play School, where we were living at the time. And then I put him into child care and he was really good. He was fine with it. It was amazing. You know, he didn't cry much. He was good. And then fast forward to when I had my son, Nava, my second baby who is totally different. He's much more chilled. Like he's a crazy kid, but he's much more like sussing people out. You know, he vibes your energy. He takes his time to, to really get comfortable with people. And he's very self-expressed. Like he will tell someone off, like he doesn't mess around. So I didn't want to put Nava in care early because we vaccinated our kids late. We didn't want to do it when they were babies for our own personal reasons. That's a whole nother episode. But um, yeah, we decided we're going to wait and let their immune system be strong. And then we're just going to put them in around the two-year mark. So Nava, my little guy, was about, I want to say like two or something, maybe two and a half when we put him into childcare. And he really struggled. He was my koala child. Like he, he's, he, he's like a koala bear. Like he will not let you go. And 
he's very like mommy, 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 daddy, daddy, daddy. And I'm like, he's going to struggle. He's not going to do well at school. We're going to see how he goes. So obviously because he struggles with letting go and being attached to us, we wanted to put him in childcare so he could get better at it because how is he going to get better at it if we don't challenge him? You know what I'm saying? So we challenged him. We put him in the childcare. We knew like the first month he would cry when we left, all that stuff would happen. But the, the educators were so beautiful. They would cuddle him and hug him. And the more and more we did it, the more comfortable he got. So he was going to school four days and then we moved five days a week. Now, fast forward, everything's all good. He's happy. Everything's amazing. And you know when you feel something in your in your gut, like in your, in your stomach, you can just feel like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. And this childcare that we were at, it was a private childcare center. And they're a big name. So they're, they're all around Australia. Um, I think they're all around Australia. It's called Only About Children. I'm going to go ahead and out them. I'm going to go ahead and say who they is. Um, Only About Children. Beautiful place. They got a chef. It's gorgeous. All that jazz. But there's things that you notice. Like they have the, the people, like the extra educators, the helpers that don't really look you in the eye or they're like the immigrants, you know, that like, and I'm an immigrant, right? I get it. Like the immigrants that just are the help, but they don't look you in the eye and they got your kids and it's weird. And you're like, okay, have they not done training with people? Like just just shit that you notice, right? So me and Hamish are very outspoken as we're both coaches and we're really good with the school. We know the educators. We are both our kids went there. So I, I know this place, right? And there was an educator once that said something to our son and in front of us and it wasn't bad she wasn't trying to be bad I think she actually didn't know and she's like oh you're making me sad and I just said to her oh he can't make you sad that's your choice like he can't make you sad and she was like oh yeah (laughs) and I'm like girl don't be putting that on my son like take responsibility you know but in a nice way and I spoke to the director and I said hey you know like just so you know we don't say that to him we don't say you make me sad We let him know that he gets to decide how he feels and he doesn't make people do anything. And she was like, done, I'll talk to them. She was really lovely. She was always amazing, the director. And then there was a time where Raven was doing like gymnastics and he's, you know, Hamish has a gym. My husband has a gym. This kid is going to be doing all kinds of crazy shit from our gym. He grew up in a gym. So he's doing gymnastics and the lady's like, Raven, you know, you can't do that because the other kids can't do what you can do. And so when you do that, they try to do it and then they get hurt. And the parents at this school didn't really feel comfortable with the kids trying to do flips and shit. We don't mind, but the parents didn't like it. So she proceeded to tell Hamish that, you know, Raven shouldn't do that because then the other kids can't do it. And it's not the other kids, like, it's not their fault that they can't do it, but they try. And when they fall down, they get hurt. And so it was kind of like dimming, Raven had to dim himself And Hamish went through this as a kid at school. And Hamish was like, yep, yep, cool. You know when you say yes, but you mean no? You know, we're like, okay, yeah, sure, no worries. Okay, cool, yep, mm mm-hmm. And then you're like, wait, what the fuck did I just say yes to? So Hamish goes back and says, hey, actually, no. I'm so sorry. I said, yeah, yeah, cool, he should dim his light. But really what we're asking Raven to do is to not shine, is to not do what he's really good at for fear that other kids aren't as good as him. And so he doesn't want to make those kids feel bad. And that's not his business. It's not his concern if the kids can or cannot do it. It's not his concern if the kids get hurt. The kids need to know their own strengths. And Raven knows his strength and he wants to practice headstands on the wall safely. And if you're okay with that, he's going to do that. Oh my God. She was lovely. Like she's so nice. I love her. I'm so sad she left. But she was like 
amazing. Thank you. Like she was willing, you know, like willing to be schooled, but willing to work with the parents and willing to learn different ways. She didn't have children, the educator at the time. And she obviously left because she got pregnant. So she's having a baby. She just had a baby. We love you. You are the best director in the world, by the way. Um, and she was just the bomb. So what I'm telling you is we listen to our intuition as parents. And when something didn't go well for our kid at the school, we came up and we talked in a kind way. But we said what we felt and we made it a, a, a discussion versus holding it in and not saying anything. You know the times where you do that where you're like, I'm not going to say anything. And I'm like, say it. Like you need to be expressed. And you don't have to be an asshole. You can be nice about it. But it also helped the school because then the lady got to t teach her staff that that shit wasn't okay or that there's a better way to do it. So now... Raven's gone. My, my eldest is in proper school now. He's five years old. So he's in primary, which is like the kinder school, like grade. I don't know if it's grade one. It's prep. They call it prep in Australia, which is really confusing. I believe it's like kindergarten in America. Um, but basically he's five years old. So he's in school. He's got his little uniform on. He's doing his thing. Nava is in the childcare by himself. And that's fine. Nava does not care. He's like, see ya. I didn't even miss you. You know, he's good. But then our beautiful director goes off to have a baby. And she had, you know, when someone holds the culture of the company, usually the head person holds the culture and she was the head and she held that culture of that place. She was kind and loving. And when you walked in, she'd be like, good morning. How are you? She would have a chat to you for like 20 minutes, like just really beautiful, genuine and caring. And I look at shit like that. Like if I'm going to drop my kid off at the school, how the fuck does the staff look? Are they grumpy as hell? Do they not make eye contact with me? Like if you work at a childcare center or you're a teacher, like be aware of your energy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm dropping my child off to you. Like you have my precious, like this is my, my treasure and you're not going to look me in the eye. Like that's crazy. So she was amazing. She, she really had the team good. And then because she was amazing, people who weren't that great left and people who were awesome came and got attracted to the school. So she gets pregnant, which I'm so happy about because she's going to be the best mother ever. We bought her like the most beautiful gift. We really love her. She was amazing. And she's about to leave. And I'm scared. I'm like, oh God, she's leaving. Who's going to take over? I'm thinking like, oh, it'll be fine. Someone will take over. All of a sudden, she's gone. There was no one. There was like a middle person for a little while. And then this lady takes over. And this lady had a different vibe. Straight away, you could feel the vibe. I didn't know she was the director, number one. I didn't know anybody was at the front desk, number two. Nobody says hi, good morning to you. You don't see anybody at that desk. And if someone's at the desk, they don't make eye contact. They're staring at the computer. Then all of a sudden, people started leaving. Like educators that were awesome, that we loved, started leaving. And new people came in, which is fine, right? This shit happens. Staff turnover at childcare centers, hello. Like that happens, right? All the time. Like a cafe, like a hairdressing place. Like this shit happens. Like a gym. It's fast staff turnover. I get that. But they attracted these new people who were just strange. They just had strange vibes. And remember, my little man and our kids got vibes, yo. Our kids vibe. When, when your kid's like, I don't like it, you need to listen to your kid. So I'm like, I'm listening to my son and I'm realizing that we're dropping him off and he's crying again. Like he doesn't want to be there. And we meet this educator and he just so happens to be a male educator. And I don't think there's anything wrong with male educators. I think it's great that they see males and females educating. But this male educator has this energy about him that does not feel good. It's like an overpowering egoic energy. And it could just be that he's a big, tall dude. 
maybe it's just that. And then I, I started talking to him and it was like mm, a little bit standoffish, a little bit ego, but okay, maybe it's just the tallness. Maybe I'm reading it wrong, whatever. And then my husband who is energy, you know, he's an energy healer. He does that work. He's like, I don't know about that guy. I'm like, yeah, me neither. And you know, when you get that feeling, you know, that feeling, that little, mm, I don't know about that. Mm, that's your intuition. And it doesn't matter if you're fucking wrong. It doesn't matter. How about you still listen to it? Because you need to tune into your intuition because there are messages within, thank you. There are messages within your intuition that if you don't listen to, you're going to miss it. And so this guy comes in, I'm telling you my story because I'm just wondering if any mothers resonate. Please let me know if you resonate with the shit. And I'm telling you what I did too, because I'm, I'm not just telling you all be confident. This is what I live. You guys, like I practice this shit. I do the uncomfortable stuff. And so I'm like, cool, yeah, whatever, I introduced myself. Nava, like, does not want a bar of this guy. He's just, like, looking at him like, mm-hmm, okay, whatever, and he walks away. So I didn't realize that for the whole day, Nava was going to be with this guy, and that in the afternoon, the educator that he knows really well leaves. I didn't realize that. I didn't ask what time she leaves, which I should have. So I go to pick him up, and it's the first day that he's with him. And I don't know if you have seen it, but usually educators will try to try to like debrief the day and be like, okay, today was a good day. This happened. This happened. You know, we're trying to get this. We're trying to do that. But homie has not met my son. It's his day one. And that's okay. I know he's trying to build rapport. So I go to pick him up. No one's there. Like barely any kids are there. And I go pick Nava up and I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty American, pretty laid back. I'm not a very like proper professional mother. Like I'm chilled, you know? And I rock up and I'm like, hey, how are you? Whatever. And he's like, okay, so Nava had a good day. And I'm like, oh, is he about to give me a debrief? Like he doesn't know my son, but okay, let's see what happens. And he's like, you know, he says no a lot. And he's very, you know, he's a bit cheeky. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, he is. And I'm just playing back with him. I'm like, yeah, he is. He does not mess around. I'm like, you know, if he wants something, he he demands it, you know? And I'm like, he's very determined. And he's like, yeah, he, he's cheeky. And I'm like, okay, that's a different word, but determined, I would say. Anyway, he's like, yeah, I let him know. So we're talking back and forth. He's getting comfortable. And we're talking back and forth. And he's like, I told him if he doesn't pick up his toys, he can't go home. And I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know how that felt to me. I'm like, oh, you told him that. Okay. Like it felt like my husband would say that or I would say that. But I didn't, I wouldn't expect an educator from a childcare center to say that, like threaten a kid. Like if you don't pick that up, you can't go home. It sounds like nothing, right? But when you think about it, if you're a child and this man who you don't know is supposedly your educator, your provider looking after you and says, if you don't clean that up, you can't go home. Like, what the fuck? And I didn't let it sink in because it was so fast. It hit me like, oh, and I was like, hmm. I'm like, yeah, did you clean it up? And I'm pretending I'm like, did you clean it up? Nava? I hope you cleaned it up. And then he's like, yeah, remember, if you don't listen, you don't get any treats. And he keeps like, if you don't do this, you don't get that. And I'm like, hmm. Okay, that's enough. I'm like, cool, thank you. Have a good day. I'm leaving. And I had left. And I just sat in the car and was like, I don't like that. I didn't like his vibe already. And then I didn't like that. And I don't know about you, but I'm just like, that's not okay. Like, you are not his parent to be... Like, parents use threats. You know, like, if you don't clean your room, you're not doing this. Like, we use threats. Because most parents don't know what the fuck to do. We don't We don't go to college or school to learn how to be educators. We should. We should be better with what we do. But a lot of us use threats. If you don't do this, you can't have a marshmallow. You know, if you don't do that, we're not going. Whatever. I, I expect it from a parent, but I found it so strange from an educator. I just found it strange. 
And it's crazy to do this podcast about this. And it's not to, to blast these people because they're doing the best they can. I get it. They don't know. I get it. He probably doesn't have kids. The other director doesn't have kids. The new lady. But I'm saying this because I know that a lot of my listeners are mothers. And there are times when things happen in our lives and we don't speak up. We don't speak out because a lack of confidence or a lack of we don't we don't want to have a um, an uncomfortable discussion. We don't want to have confrontation. And look, the reality is we need to. So I left. I didn't know what to do with that. I called Hamish and he's like, oh, that's weird. What the fuck? I don't like that. Hamish didn't like it. He got really angry. And I'm like, maybe I should be more upset about this. Like, what, what's going on? I was just sitting with it. And I talked to my homie, Effie. Effie is a beautiful soul sister. She was a client. She's the first woman, actually, who ever joined the sisterhood, ever. First woman. I never knew her. And obviously, we became best friends. I love her. She's a beautiful soul. And she works at a child care center. And she works at a community one, the one from the council. So it's not a private one. She works at a community one. And the community one is where they get paid more. And usually, it looks a bit more ghetto fabulous. They don't have, like, chefs and shit. And it's not all beautiful looking like the the private centers look really beautiful but that shit could be a facade right so it looks really pretty but they're not getting paid so if the educator's not getting paid much how, how happy do you think that educator is going to be looking after your kid do you know what i'm saying like i pay attention to all that anyway that shit trips me out so effie's like erica that is a threat that can traumatize children like there are children that if i say that to they'll be traumatized and i'm like fuck she's like you should definitely email send an email and i'm like done fuck it. I'm going to do it. I send an email and I was not a bitch. I was just angry. I was like, listen, I'm really disappointed with this, this, and this, this energy and the culture has really shifted since the director has left. Uh, I, you know, the new, the new vibe that's going on. There's not cool. Nava's really sensitive. Like he needs to get to know people. Um, this guy's trying to tell me, trying to build rapport on day one, which I get, but like Nava doesn't know him. And then he's threatening him. Like not cool. I don't appreciate it. I don't think, I don't know what's going on here, but it's not cool. And I'm disappointed. The lady writes back to me and goes, Hey, Erica would love to have a talk to you. When are you in next? And I didn't realize at the time that she didn't like acknowledge my email, apologize, tell me anything like, you know, here's the thing. I run a fucking business and sometimes my clients will write an email of concern or complain. I've had people write emails about this. Are they right? It doesn't matter. Always. Always be kind to your client. I don't care. Even I know this ghetto ass Puerto Rican angry bitch Erica knows this shit. Like I would always be like, thank you so much for your email. I apologize that you feel that way. How can we work on this? Or how can I be of service to you? Or that was not our intention. We apologize. I will always apologize. Homegirl straight up just emailed me and said, when can you talk? Like, yo, are we about to fight in the Walmart parking lot, bitch? Like what? I was just like, okay. I will be in this day, whatever, whatever. So I go in to drop my kid off. She's like, I'll be in at 830. And I didn't know I could see her because I I wasn't going to drop Nava off. And I'm like, look, I don't know when I could be in, but I'll let you know when I'm in the next time. Ended up, I had to drop him off because Raven, something happened. I had to drop him off. And it was nine o'clock in the morning. And she wasn't there. Nobody was at that front desk. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Okay, no one's here. So I go drop him off. He's fucking sobbing, like crying like it's his first day at childcare. Okay? Like, it's horrible. When your kid's crying like that, when the staff's not happy, I started talking to other educators and they're like, we see he's sad. Everything's changed here. You know, it's not really good. Like everybody else is telling me, like the educators who I know for three years are not happy. So don't fucking pretend that it's all me, right? 
So I go, I drop him off and I'm coming down the stairs and I saw her and I'm like, oh, hey, are you so-and-so? Uh, I'm, I'm Erica. I sent the email. I'm Nava's mom. She goes, oh yeah, let's talk. I'm like, cool. So she pulls me into the little office. Yo, here's the cliffhanger. She pulls me into the office and she proceeded to say, so I'm really disappointed with your email. And I was like, like, yo, I'm a nice person. I'm calm. I'm not trying to be angry Juanita anymore, which is my angry alter Shigo who will, she's a crazy Puerto Rican bitch. I was like, I'm not going to let her out. But she was really like trying to come out. Okay. I'm disappointed in your email. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before you continue, did you just say you're disappointed in my email? She goes, yeah, I'm disappointed in your email. And I'm like, I just said, fuck it. That's it. I said, oh no. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't get to be disappointed in my email. What you should be disappointed in is the fact that your educator threatened my child. That's what you should be disappointed in. That's what I thought we were going to talk about. And she's like, well, in your email, you said that he shouldn't have debriefed you on the day. And, you know, that's protocol. And we brought, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You about to pick apart the email that I sent you? I'm like, listen, the whole point of this is that I'm unhappy with that behavior. And it's not okay. And she's like, oh, he said he didn't say that. And I'm like, wow, that makes me even more unsettled about this place. That he said he didn't say that. That makes me even more upset. So he's lying to you and you're believing him. Well, I worked with him at another center for three years. So I've brought him over here to this center and he's a great educator and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, like, yo, when I'm telling you, my love, that zero responsibility taken, zero apology for the parent, zero zero. And I'm like, that's not a good sign. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Oh no. And I said, listen, if I could be honest, the culture here has died. Uh, When, when the previous director left, she took all the, all the culture with her. Like y'all don't even look up at a parent. Like you guys stare at the computer or you're not there or you're late to work. You don't look at a parent and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm the new director. Welcome. I do this. This is who I am. You haven't introduced yourself to anyone. This is my first time meeting you. And I've seen you at the desk. And the culture is dead. And now all these new people are here. Of course, it's going to upset the kids. There's no induction that's happened with the parents and the kids. And she's like, well, I've been doing this for 20 years. And the previous director was only here for one year. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So you're going to throw the previous director's one year experience under the bus when I'm trying to tell you that she was incredible. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, you know what? This is not going anywhere. I'm going to pull my son out of the school because this is ridiculous. And the culture has died. And we're finished here. Thank you so much. And I just got up and walked out. Now, the moral of the story is, who cares who's right or wrong? I believe I'm right. She believes she's right. We could both be right. But the thing is, if I didn't listen to my motherhood intuition, if I didn't vibe that first occasion, if I didn't send that email, if I didn't, and by the way, I hit the head office up, nobody called me back. So now I'm like, I'm speaking to the Department of Education. Hell yeah, I'm going to do that. And I don't do that shit. I'm not one of those people that complains. You know how people go, I don't really ever complain. And I'm like, why not? How does change happen? You opening your fucking mouth and speaking. You complaining. You saying something. I love when I get feedback. Even if people go, I don't like this. Or I don't like the audio on your podcast. Or I don't like how you swear or whatever. Great. I don't have to do shit with your feedback. But I love feedback. And so if I'm committed to wanting feedback in my business, I need to be giving it. So I couldn't be fucked to send the email, but I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then the head office didn't give a shit. So now I'm talking to the department of education. 
And is it a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal, but guess what? That shit's not okay. There might be another kid there that is unhappy and the parent has no idea because they're not tuning into their intuition because they're on their phone, because they're too busy, because they're working, because they've got stress from work. And maybe they're not paying attention to what their kid's feeling. Maybe they don't know how to tune into that. And if I can, of course I'm going to speak. That's what my message is about. It's about standing up for injustice and speaking my truth. And maybe that school needs to get audited and needs a fucking lesson on culture. And I'm not saying I need to be the one to do it. But if I was involved in that, it's my duty. Like it feels like a duty to me to do that. Does it make sense? And so I'm sharing this story with you because many times as parents, as mothers, we feel something's not right. We feel like that uncle is creepy. We feel like that man or that woman or that place doesn't feel good. And I'm like, trust your intuition. And how can you trust your own intuition if you don't have confidence in yourself? How can you trust your own intuition if you're not believing or thinking that your voice matters? If you don't have a belief in yourself? So this is a story about my kid and childcare. But the reality is beneath the lessons of this story is mothers need to trust their intuition. Which means we need to trust our fucking selves. We need to tune into how we feel. We need to be willing to piss people off. We need to be willing to say no. We need to be willing to ask questions and speak up and have difficult conversations with places that we don't agree with. With your fucking family, with your childcare center, with the school, with the sports places, if your kids are in sport. Like, don't mess around. I said to Hamish, I'm not fucking around. In my kid's school, I will be all up in there. And I want to give a shout out to Nikki, who works with us. And she, she runs operations at Queen of Confidence. She is the boss bitch. She's got four kids. And she is all up in her classrooms. She is all up in those teacher meetings, asking questions, tell, saying no. She knows everything that's going on in the school. Because she knows her children. And she knows how each and every one of her kids learn. And she knows that the anger is not good for her eldest. And she knows that the youngest doesn't like to read. Therefore, he needs a teacher who can be fucked to find different ways to help him read. Like, she's on it. And if she was worried about people pleasing and not being nice and worrying about what the teachers are going to say or what the teachers are going to think or what the other moms are going to think, then she wouldn't be able to be of service to her kids. And so that's what the, the podcast is about. It's not about me and my childcare bullshit or drama. I don't, I'm not telling you it to cause drama and talk shit. You know, God bless all those people at that childcare, whatever. My kids were happy there when they were there. I since have moved him to a new space. And I'm picky as fuck about the new space too. I'm like watching how many kids per educator, you know, like I'm picky because I don't want the same mistake to happen. So I will move his ass again if I have to. I will move him until I feel that he feels good and he feels seen, heard and validated where he is. And until I feel like it's a good space for him. And so that's the, that's the invitation here is to check in and tune into your own voice, your own confidence, your own self-belief. Listen to your motherhood intuition. Listen to your woman intuition. That womb that you have, whether you made a baby or not, is the space where our intuition and our creativity lives. So we need to be listening to that inner voice. That's the message of today's podcast. I fucking love you and I hope you have a beautiful week. My love, before you go, I really want to share this incredible opportunity with you because if you're loving this podcast then you will most likely love working with me for the next 12 months in the sisterhood it's my year-long coaching experience and I have really good news because we have shifted and changed the pricing 
There is a new offer for 2021 because I know how many people struggled in 2020 financially. And I also know how much shit came up for us that we all need to be working on. So year-long coaching program, The Sisterhood, with me. You can join in person if you live in Melbourne or you want to fly to Melbourne six times a year. Or you can join online where I coach live for the 12 months. You have me as your coach. You can hit me with any problems or questions you have. We coach live for two hours a month. It is next level shit. The community is incredible. If you want to learn more, head to my website, thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash sisterhood, S-I-S-T-A, sisterhood. I can't wait to welcome you. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.